Welcome to the Closing Bell Market Update. Today is Friday, the 29th of December, and in today's episode, we will take a look at the most important macro and microeconomic headlines of the last trading day of 2023. Before we start, make sure to follow the link in the description to find the presentation slides for this podcast episode. Stocks took a breather on the last trading day of 2023. That is no reason for worry. Equities are at oversold levels, which means that a slight pullback is not a signal for a shift towards a more bearish sentiment. Adam Turnquist from LPL Financial said to Bloomberg on Friday, quote, momentum remains overbought but bullish. While extremely overbought conditions raise the odds of a temporary pause or pullback, longer-term returns have been positive and above average based on comparable periods. End of quote. The S&P 500 has now been on the rise for nine consecutive weeks, as shown on slide one of the presentation. It is now approaching an all-time high. The rally has also broadened out significantly and is driven by more than the Magnificent Seven. The influence of the Magnificent Seven has certainly waned due to the soft landing narrative. Since November 1st, the S&P small cap 600 value is up 25%. The Russell 2000 is up 24% and the S&P 500 equal weight is up 16%. Easing inflationary pressures are at the heart of this rally because the easing of inflation has allowed the Fed to turn more dovish and hence allowed the markets to expect significant rate cuts in 2024. Additionally, the U.S. economy remains resilient and has remained resilient throughout 2023. At the beginning of this year, the conviction was that the Fed will have to cause significant economic weakness to bring inflation down. What has happened in 2023 has been remarkable. Inflation fell significantly despite of the continued resilience of the U.S. economy, which is what has caused so much optimism on the bond and equity market in the past few weeks. However, one must note that the fall in inflation has been mostly driven by goods prices, and that can be attributed to falling energy prices to a great extent. One of the risks that could cause inflation to reaccelerate is a rebound in energy prices, which is not necessarily an unlikely scenario due to the extent of geopolitical risks around the world. Other risks include housing inflation and the resilience of the US economy and in particular the tightness of the labor market, which in addition to the fall in inflation is boosting consumer spending. Larry Summers highlighted some of the inflation risks for us on Friday. In an interview on Bloomberg Television's Wall Street Week with David Weston, Larry Summers, former U.S. Treasury Secretary, said, quote, I think there is still a risk that the market is probably underestimating, that we are not going to quite make as much progress on inflation as people hope, and that there is not going to be quite as much room for Fed easing as people hope, end of quote. As potential inflationary pressures, Summers highlighted federal government wage increases, tight labor markets, strike activity, geopolitical risks, and an increase in home prices. 
He added, quote, to declare that proverbial soft landing to have taken place seems to me to be premature. I'd certainly say it looks better and more likely than it did six or eight months ago. I always said that soft landings were the triumph of hope over experience, but occasionally hope may triumph over experience, end of quote. Additionally, wage inflation, of course, is a potential issue. Torsten Slock, chief economist of Apollo, said on Friday in his newsletter called The Daily Spark, quote, the recent acceleration in the share of firms saying yes to the question of whether they plan to increase wages suggests that wage growth could increase in the first half of 2024. This is shown on slide two of the presentation. The fact that wage growth is now outpacing inflation with wage growth expected to accelerate and real incomes rising, the consumer will likely not come under too much pressure in 2024, which will support economic activity. Let's discuss the state of the consumer a little bit more. Consumer balance sheets look strong. However, excess savings have been run down, credit card debt increased significantly, and delinquency rates on credit card debt have risen. Those trends don't make it a surprise that companies are losing some of their pricing power to some extent and that consumers are slightly more cautious about what they spend their money on. Con companies have been very, very good at maintaining their margins due to cost cutting, despite the fact that we're in this disinflationary environment, which is, of course, good news. The post-pandemic era was exceptional, with U.S. consumers spending their money on things they couldn't enjoy for a long period, and consumers were less sensitive to prices due to the accumulated excess savings. The bottom line is the consumer, the consumer remains resilient, but due to the decrease in excess savings, rising credit card debt, and rising delinquency rates, which are shown on slides 3 to 5 respectively, it is not surprising that consumers are more sensitive to prices and are more cautious about what they are spending their money on. But as long as the unemployment rate remains at low levels, it is currently at 3.7%, consumers will not come under significant pressure, especially when taking into account the recent rise in real incomes due to continued disinflation in the US economy. Take a look at slide 2 of the presentation. The chart from Bloomberg shows that the S&P 500 has rallied past bearish forecasts. However, it does not stop there. Slide 6 shows that despite the recent decline in the 10-year Treasury yield, it finished the year significantly above Bank of America's 2023 year-end target. Bloomberg published a wonderful article on Friday with the title Everyone Got Burned. Wall Street Missed the Great Stock Rally of 2023. We will now take a quick look at the article today and assess why Wall Street was so wrong about 2023. The consensus view on Wall Street going into 2023 was, on the one hand, sell US stocks and buy treasuries, and on the other hand, to also buy Chinese stocks. Wall Street expected the US economy to fall into a recession which is a logical expectation because the Fed was in the midst of its most aggressive interest rate hiking cycle in decades. The thinking of many on Wall Street was that because the Fed started raising interest rates so incredibly quickly, something had to break. 
This, this, this did not materialize. The U.S. economy did not fall into a recession. Instead, growth actually accelerated this year as inflation receded, and then we had all the optimism around AI. This was the perfect recipe for a bull market. However, as growth started to surprise to the upside, the issue was that the Fed was still very hawkish about the outlook for monetary policy because it would not hide, it, it could not hide behind the significant disinflationary pressures that we started to see as the year progressed. Then, as falling inflation allowed the Fed to become more dovish because, as the KPMG chief economist Diane Swank recently said, the Fed does not want to be the enemy of growth for no reason, nothing could stop the bulls. So the idea on the market was let the bulls run and the doves fly. That was the reaction of many in response to the December FOMC decision. The article from Bloomberg finished with the following sentence. The economy is far stronger and far better positioned to cope with higher interest rates than many thought. In other words, it seems to be the case that the neutral rate of interest, R star, is much higher than most of us expected, which has allowed the US economy to remain so resilient despite such an aggressive interest rate hiking cycle from the Federal Reserve. Let us go through a quick data check for Friday, the 29th of December. The S&P 500 index fell 0.28% to 4,769.83. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 0.05% at 37,689.54. And the Nasdaq Composite was down 0.56% at 15,011.35. The 10-year Treasury note yield rose nearly two basis points to 3.86%. And the CBOE Volatility Index finished nearly unchanged at 12.51% which is still near recent four-year lows, according to Charles Schwab. Lastly, we will take a look at the three individual stocks that made significant moves on Friday. Ahead of its anticipated earnings announcement the following week, Walgreens Boots Alliance saw a 1.84% decline. Following news that the FDA will likely approve Boston Scientific's Ferropulse pulsed field ablation system in the first quarter of 2024, the company's stock increased 2.7%. After an Indian government body said that it will restrict the websites of nine international cryptocurrency exchanges, Coinbase Global fell 6.7%. This wonderful summary has been provided by Charles Schwab on the Charles Schwab Market Update. That is it for today's podcast episode. See you again in 2024. Have a wonderful transition to the new year. And I'm looking forward to welcoming you again on this podcast in 2024.